what's up hyphen mississippi hyphen around the nation and hyphen around the globe and anyone else who has given me their ear i am here with you and i am ready to start another episode i am sitting here with some dear friends of mine and we're going to dive in uh jake and Alyssa have joined with me and i feel like i have a key that will change your life if you will allow it so without further ado let us What's the word that I use? I can't remember. We're going to cue the conversation. My mind is blank. You're with me, though, so God bless. Here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks. I want you to know that I'm grateful that you're here with me. And again, I want to welcome you to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. Let's go. Again, I say what's up, Hyphen. It's so good to have you with me. Um, I do want to say that it's good to have my friend Jake and his fiance with me uh, on the show this this day. Jake, tell them what's up. How's it going? What's going on, Hyphen? Uh, Alyssa, who refuses to speak but will anyways, go ahead and tell them hello and ask them how they're doing. Hey, how are y'all? <laughs> anyway, so I want to talk. I got a little confused there on my intro. I wanted to say, so let's cue the conversation. I know that's part of it, but my mind went blank on the rest of what I was going to say. And I still, at this moment, can't think of what I always say at the beginning of every show. And you guys refuse to help me. Like, y'all are looking at me like, y'all don't know either. And so... um, I guess we're just going to go with it from there. Um, I know it's cue the conversation. Let's let's do something and cue the conversation. Anyways, so we're going to skip that part and we're going to cue the conversation. I have been I have been uh, um, in the word uh, probably as much lately as I ever have been, and I've had things diving off the pages at me, and I've had things that that sort sort of resonated into my spirit. And I wanted to share some of these things with you. And I think that as we grow, um, we we tend to, and, and, I, and I specifically would like to echo some of these words to Jake and Alyssa as they sit here with me, um, whether they're surprised or not at this. Um, because when you're young in ministry, and they're not necessarily young in ministry, but they're definitely not old in ministry. And as you as you grow in ministry, a lot of times, when you try to aspire to be something, you focus on um, the right dress. You know, I want to look the part, uh, the right tie. I want to order the horn-rimmed glasses. I want to do, <laughs> that's an inside joke, but I want to do all these things that make me look like what I'm supposed to do or supposed to be. And sometimes we kind of miss what God really is trying to do or really wants us to have because what what we're entering into is not just about preaching a sermon. It's not just about living for God. It's about going into spiritual warfare. It's about going out and preaching the gospel and winning those who are lost. That's the goal. And so what I would like to do is I would like to start a story, and then I'm going to involve you guys with me. Um, and so with that, 
I want to start the story with the story of David. And you know the story of David. He is a young man. He is kind of overlooked as uh, maybe the chosen king because Samuel goes and all of his brothers are brought before him. All of his brothers are looked at. And Samuel tells Jesse, hey, there's got to be another one because God has not. He doesn't look the same way as man looks. And so something's off here. And, and Jesse's got, I says, I got one more. Excuse me, I got one more, but he's out He's out with the sheep. He's a shepherd, and he said, we'll bring him in. We're not going to eat. We're not going to do anything until you get him in here. And sure enough, he brings him in, and he's like, this is the guy. So he anoints him, and the story goes, and he ends up making his way into the kingdom when Saul starts to make some poor decisions, right? Saul starts to go ahead of the man of God. He starts to sacrifice instead of waiting on the man of God. He starts to uh, do all these things, um, and you can tell that his attitude starts to change, so much so that the Bible says that God sends an evil spirit to him. And as this evil spirit gets to him, he doesn't know how to handle it, and so he has a conversation with one of the, one of his servants, and his servant says, why don't you get somebody who can play? Why don't you get somebody who's gifted, who's anointed, who who has the hand of God on their life, and get them to come into your palace or you know, and play? And then whenever you get that evil spirit, they can play, and then that evil spirit will leave. And lo and behold, David is chosen, right? So David goes into the house of Saul, and Saul is living his life, and then all of a sudden a bad spirit comes on his life, and what happens? David starts to play this harp, and it's beautiful, and, 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 and all these things start to happen, and that spirit leaves Saul. And, and so all these things are happening, you know, randomly. But then all of a sudden we find ourselves in this, in this battle that we all know about, right? And it happens in the Valley of Elah. And the Philistines are gathered on one side, and Israel is gathered on the other side. And the Bible says that the, the battle was set in array. Okay, It doesn't mean that Jake had his army and Alyssa had her army, and they went down and fought in the middle of that battle. What it means is, is, is that they, they got themselves prepared for battle. They looked like they were going to fight. They sounded like they were going to fight. You guys are never going to fight, but you know what I'm saying. They sounded like that. Y'all better not be fighting. But uh, they, they, said, they, they said that they're beating their chest. They're, they're, they're slamming down their armor. They're making all this noise. The problem is, is everything looked like they're going to fight, but nothing was happening. And, and there's one key ingredient in the fact of, this, this not happening, and that is every 40 days, or for 40 days rather, something happened. What happened? For 40 days, I'm putting them on the spot. They're looking at each other. 40 days, something happened. What happened? Me and Jake talked about this before you, so it's not really on you, Alyssa. What happened for 40 days? Starts with a G. He's a big guy. Goliath. Yeah, there you go. Goliath. Goliath showed up, man, and I'm just putting him on the spot, so forgive them because I never know what I'm going to say anyways. But Goliath, yeah, he came down, and what was he doing? I mean, he was basically just taunting. Yeah, and, and what were some of the things that he was saying? Like That he wasn't scared, that he – basically he knew how the – that he was bigger and he was stronger, and he was just letting them know that there was no way that they was going to win this war. Yeah, and and he was like, "Send me a man." That's what he said. "Send me a man." Like, 
not like my army against your army, but I'm going to go down here to this valley and you send me a man. And if I win, then you all serve us. And if he wins, then we'll all serve you, right? And that's what he was saying. And for 40 days, this happened. And nobody in Israel wanted anything to do with, with, with this giant of a man. And that's all fine, well, and good for the Philistines. Um, but there's only one problem, and that is that there's going to be a son sent. His name is David. Okay, and the Bible says that David had some encounters, okay, before he got there. Can you tell me what those encounters were? Are you talking about the ones with the bear and the lion? Yes, yes, exactly that. And I got to be honest with you, a lion shows up with me, I don't know that the same story is written. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh, hey, there's a line. I think I'll run now. You know what I mean? Or at least, at the very least, if I'm out there watching the sheep, you know, and it's 2023, you know, I, I got a rifle with me or I got something to protect the sheep with. You know, he's out there with a stick and, and, and some stones or whatever. And the Bible's very clear, like talking about grabbing it by its beard and all this stuff. And, and the only thing that I can think about whenever I hear these stories is the same thing that I think about when the Bible says that, that Saul left Samuel. And when Saul left Samuel, he walked up into a group of prophets, and the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he started to prophesy with the prophets. And so when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you do things that are outside of what you are capable of. And it's not just Saul that it happened to. It happened to Samson as well. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He picked up these, these gates and take them to the top of the hill. Or, or the, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him and he kills all these Philistines. And he takes the jawbone of a donkey and he does all this stuff. And, and, and so on and so forth. You can go throughout all the Old Testament and find where the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And David's anointed by God to be king. And so he's sitting there and he sees this bear. He sees this lion. And all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord comes on him. The spirit of the shepherd comes on him, which, which I, I believe is what happens when he sees Goliath. There's a spirit of a shepherd that comes on him. He's saying, I want to protect Israel. That's what he's saying. And so he gets there, and he, he hears this uncircumcised Philistine saying what you just said. He's like, Send me a man. I defy the, the, the you know the God of Israel. I'll do this and all that and, and all that. And and David starts to do this thing where he asks his brother, what 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 did they say would happen if somebody went down there and fought him? Because in the back of David's mind, he's like, I don't fought a bear. I don't fought a lion. I don't fought all this stuff. I'm not afraid of this guy because I understand what happens when I engage when the Spirit of God is with me. And I engage, I understand that something supernatural happens. It supersedes my strength. And it goes into his strength. And if it goes into his strength, there's no telling what will happen. And so he starts asking. And then he asks somebody else. And his brothers are like, bro, that's enough. You're just trying to show off. You're just trying to hear what's going on. And it reaches all the way up to the level of Saul. And Saul says, are you going to go out against him? And then Saul, what's Saul do? Saul's like, hey, why don't you try on my helmet? Why don't you put on my, 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 my armor? Why don't you take my sword or whatever? And David's like, this is twice my size, right? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm going 
my version because that's that's what happened. But 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 he couldn't, and he used the words, "I haven't tried this. I don't know if this works. I don't know if this is going to get me where I need to go." But what I do know works is the Spirit of God, and when the Spirit of God hits me. There's really no bear, no lion, no giant, no anything that's going to be able to stop me once I get started. And so he, and, and I'm going somewhere, and I'm going somewhere quick, but, but he, he goes down into the valley. He picks up these five smooth stones, and he gets over to Goliath, and Goliath is talking all this trash. I'm going to feed your, your body to the birds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all this stuff. I'm going to you know, make you homeless. And, you know, I mean, he didn't say that, but I'm just saying. He's like, I, I'm going to take your shoes and tie them together and make you fall down. You know, all this random stuff. He's just spitting out whatever he wants to say to David because David's a kid. And he's looking at David, and he's not taking him serious. He's undervaluing how powerful David really is. And I feel like the adversary does that to a lot of people. He looks at you guys, and he looks at other people who haven't been in ministry for 20 years and people who haven't had the Holy Ghost for more than six months. And he says, well, you're just, you're just a kid. You're just this. You're just that. But he don't realize that the same Holy Ghost that comes upon me or the same Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God that comes upon David or Samson or whoever, it comes upon us all. We're all capable and able to do great things and mighty exploits, as Daniel would say, in God. And so he's saying all this stuff, but David understands, and he makes the remark, the same as I feel like he had experience. It wasn't just faith. I believe that he had faith, no question, but, but it's something else to have experience. It's something else to have a testimony. He stood eye to eye with a bear and smote it. That's, that's a testimony. He stood eye to eye with a lion and just laid the smack down on him. Could you imagine doing that? Just looking a lion in the eye, open, opening your, your, your hand, like your, 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 your whole hand, and not making a ball, but just a flat hand, and just slapping the lion. Could you imagine that? I don't know if he did that or not, but that's probably what I would have done. Because, you know, I'm feeling my Wheaties. I got, I got you by the chin, the hair of your chinny-chin-chin, chin, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to slap you, let you know, hey, listen, buddy. I don't, even, I don't even know if he killed it. Yeah, I smote it. Yeah, so he killed it. So, but he was like, this is let you know. Tell your friends about me, okay? Because I'm going to slap you. You know, and he does. And so David walks down into this valley knowing I've done this. And so you come at me with a spirit and a sword, but I come with you or to you in the name of the Lord. But he's saying, I come to you under that anointing. I come to you under strength that's not my own. And something is about to transpire. I just showed up. I got these stones in my pocket. But if you read the Bible, the Bible says that the sling was already in his hand. And then, furthermore, once once they decide, all right, Goliath's talked enough, David's talked enough. If you read it, I don't have it here in front of me. I got notes everywhere, and I'm, I'm trying not to chase rabbits, but I do. I got one set up here, one's there, another one's over there. But, I, but, but, but the Bible says that David, if I remember correctly, runs after Goliath. Like, goes at him, like, okay, I'm not here to just talk. I'm here to fight. And so he goes after him. And, and you know, the rest of the story. I don't know if he had five stones just in case he was going to go to war. Like, he didn't know if he was going to be in a battle and the first one would land. Or maybe maybe it would take more than one throw. I don't know what he was thinking. Either way, he took one throw, 
he he sinks he sinks this 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 stone into the brain into the head of Goliath, and then he tells Goliath, "I'm going to take your sword and I'm going to cut your head off." That way, everybody knows there's a God in Israel. And what's he do? He walks over to him, he pulls out his sword, chops off his head, and up the hill he walks. And it's an amazing story because God still does these kinds of things. I'm not saying that God's going to give you the strength to walk over and cut somebody's head off because that's not what we wrestle with. We wrestle with with spirits and principalities and things of that nature. But this is where I want to start the story, and I'm going to hurry because I know we're 16 minutes in. But but before we do this, I, I want to I want to um, express and explain what's about to happen. There's about to be some songs written about David, and it's going to say David killed his ten thousands and Saul his thousands. Saul's going to hate it. He's going to say, who is this guy? Who's his dad? Why why are they singing his songs like this? Saul was willing. If we go if we if we go back before this story ever happened, Saul really cares about his image. Saul was willing to kill Jonathan whenever he tasted the honey after the battle. Saul tells them, "Don't eat until this day is done and we've done what we got to do. Nobody eats." Jonathan wasn't there to hear it and he ate of the honey. And he was going to kill Saul for an oath's sake. But the people said, he's brought, he's brought a great victory for Israel today. He's not dying today. So they stood up for him. He cares about his image. And so now these songs are being sang by David or, or to David. And they're saying, David killed his ten thousands and Saul his thousands and all these things. And we're getting somewhere, I promise. Um, I want you to read for me, Alyssa, what you have about this word that we're about to talk about. I feel like this is the most underrated word that could could be given in David's life. And I want you to read to me the definition of this word. The word wisdom means broad and full of intelligence. Okay, so what we're talking about is the word wisdom. And and as she said, it's it's broad and it's full of intelligence. It's 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 something that goes beyond my way of thinking. Jake, you got a couple of scriptures you want to read for us? Yeah, Proverbs one and seven says, The fear of the Lord is to be is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Also, Proverbs 11 and 12 says, For wisdom is better than rubies and all things that may be desired or not comfort compared to it. Wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty invitations. Okay. So, uh, if we look at 1 Samuel and we go through chapter 18, I want to I want to look at this because what happens is the Bible says that that Saul hated David. The more he was around David, the more jealous he became because David was clearly favored of God. And so at first David's like or Saul's like I'm not just going to kill him. You know, he tosses a couple javelins at him or whatever, but I'm not just going to kill him. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to point him over an army. And what I'm hoping happens is I'm hoping he goes out to to the army with the army and fights and dies in, in war. And the Bible says in, in, in um, I just pushed that away. The Bible says in chapter 18, verse number 5, And David went out whatsoever Saul sent him. He went wherever he said for him to go, and he behaved himself wisely. 
That's verse 5. Verse 14, And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Excuse me, and we go to verse number 15. Wherefore, excuse me, wherefore when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, the Bible says that Saul was afraid of him. He wasn't afraid of his strength. He wasn't afraid of all these things. The Bible says when he saw he was wise, he was afraid of him. And then verse number 30, then the, 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 excuse me, then the princes of the Philistines went forth and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself wisely. And so what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this a lot of times. It's, it's not about the career that I've chosen. Alyssa, you, what, what's your career? What are you going after? I'm going after a career in psychology. Okay. And Jake, what are you going after? I'll just work at Cat. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know what that is. So industry, would that be yes. the right word? Okay. So so Jake is pursuing uh, a career in industry. Alyssa is going after a career in psychology and so on and so forth. And in 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 and those things are great. That's a good thing to um to go after that that's a good thing to 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 have in pursuit of but but what i wanted to say and what i feel like would be wise cuz the point of the point of these podcasts are are to try to make sure i give somebody something to equip them to take them into a direction that would lead them to a place of success and that's what i hope to do here today and I wrote this down, and I want to read it. It says, David, in all his appointments, behaved himself wisely. And then I wrote, advancement in the kingdom doesn't require what we think. It requires wisdom. Wisdom terrifies your adversary. And wisdom is what set David apart. So, here, here is the key and the lesson that I feel like is something that should be shared with, with myself, with Jake, Alyssa, with the hyphen of our state, our nation, and our world, and that is this. If you can grasp a hold of wisdom, wisdom will talk with you. Wisdom will tell you not to respond when everything in you tells you to respond. Wisdom will tell you this is the right decision when you're not sure what decision to make. Wisdom, like David, the Bible says, every time Saul sent him out, Saul put him in a public place. Saul set him over captains. Saul sent him into battle. Saul did all these things publicly to try to make David make a mistake. And wisdom helped him to be wise. Wisdom helped him not to fall uh, victim and prey to the trap that the adversary was trying to set up for him. And so, with that in mind, I want to encourage you as you pray. I want to encourage you to reach towards wisdom. And it's not, it's, it's a lot of times it's not something that we pray for. God, I want to be using the gifts. God, I want to preach the gospel. God, I want to, I want to find my wife. God, I want to, I want to do all these things. Well, if you want to find a good wife, you better have some wisdom. Because if you don't, you might find the wrong one and it might not work out. 
or you might get involved in a ministry or a career or something else that causes you to miss the will of God or causes you to be detoured for years and not be able to find yourself in the way that God created you to to be or who he created you to be. Wisdom can make the difference. Amen? Amen. Alyssa's like, thank you. I didn't want to say any more than I said. I'm so happy. She said, I used wisdom. <laughs> I used wisdom. I read the definition, and then I backed away from the microphone. That's okay, Alyssa. We're going to bring you back at some point, and we're going to make you say more than what you said. But either way, I'm glad you were here, and I hope you've gained some wisdom here. Uh, Jake, again, I want to say thank you for joining me. As always, uh, hyphen wisdom. Pray for wisdom. God, give me wisdom. I want to be the best person that I can be. I want to be the best father. I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best preacher. I want to be the best servant. I want to be the best I can be. But the only way for me to get there is not about my tie, not about my suit, not about my charming personality. It is about wisdom and listening to the voice of God. It's there and it's available for you. I pray for you hyphen and I pray that God gives you wisdom. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you next week. God bless you.